This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and today I am so excited to be here with Margaret Detweiler, who is the founder of Tonight.com, which I absolutely love, and also of Gyrate Media. It's a content company. It's a content strategy company. Amazing. Um, yeah. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy. Thrilled. It's been, you know, we obviously have spoken many times yes. uh, via te- using technology, but mm-hmm. to be in person together is really quite a treat. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, so, Margaret, so I know a lot about you. Of course, you're featured in my <laughs> book. Yes. No, I mean, I feel like I know you so well already, but I want to hear the story of your career because I think it's a really incredible one. Yeah, you know, I am a sort of. Uh, Ex-journalist, I like to say, but it still it never quite leaves you. It's always in your soul. That journalist spirit um, started my career at a, a weekly newspaper in Philadelphia called the City Paper, okay. uh, which was an alt weekly like the Village Voice. Yeah, uh, which is also you know the City Paper doesn't exist anymore. I think uh. the Voice, you know, as we know, just closed their um, print publication. So um, I feel like a little bit of a dinosaur, um, which sort of feeds into my uh, my website, which we'll talk about in a second. <laughs> but yeah, so I started my career in newspapers, and then and that was about. 10 years and I kind of grew up there essentially. Um, And then I was lured in 1999 to the digital world and went to work at AOL in uh, for Digital City and then for AOL Health and AOL Women and Lifestyle and was editorial director for for both of those sites. And then kind of went to uh, Everyday Health and um, Real Simple and I was the editorial director for that that site as well. And then at a point in 2008, the wonderful year of 2008 when everybody was getting laid off, yep. I too was laid off mm. <laughs> and um, kind of took it as a moment to go, okay, like at that point I think I was like maybe eight, you know, uh, 18 years or so uh, in my career, yep. I thought, all right, you know, I was looking at some other full-time jobs, and then I was also looking at, like, maybe this is a moment for me to just kind of start something for myself and do what I'd been doing for years yep. as a full-time lady for myself and work with clients. And so that's what I did, and I started Gyrate Media uh, in 2008, uh, essentially to help brands and publishers create amazing content and tell stories about their brands through website content. So. Um, Yeah, we're basically your content team for hire. That's what we like to call ourselves. And so we assemble um, content teams to basically create um, just amazing content. And then in about 2013, I sort of that, you know, we talked about the journalistic part of my soul. I sort of missed writing. I missed creating sort of my own publication. I've been doing so much for other people. I also sort of felt at the time like, 
you know, I am, uh, you know, I think at that point I was like in my mid 40s and I was like, I'm feeling really strange, like a dinosaur. Like, yep. who are these people around me who have like different language than me? I mean, it was really kind of weird. I was like, you know, I'm somebody who likes to be in the mix and go out and travel and do all these things. And so do all my friends. And I sort of what felt like we were being kind of marginalized a little yep. bit, like yep. the older woman. And I thought, this is a really strange feeling. And I, you know, when you get those kinds of strange new feelings, it's it's fodder for writing. You know, it's like the muse has arrived. So I started talking to a lot of people and thinking, there's a lot here. And I'm hearing a lot of these wonderful stories from women just like me. This is something that could be turned into a website. And so that was uh, tonight.com, which is um, a Tuesday, every Tuesday night website where we tell stories of women who are in their, you know, over 40, essentially, yep. and how amazing they are. So, oof, that's me. <laughs> that is really a great story. And I happen to love tonight being oh, in your you. in your target. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And I wanted to ask you just about with Gyrate. Yeah. So you've been doing this for a long time. Mm -hmm. How have you seen content change over time? That's really interesting. It's changed a lot. Some things have changed a lot and some things are still the same. I yep. mean, I'd say that the things that are still the same are people always want to ha hear a good story yep. and, and storytelling and sort of getting the facts right and, and like narrative arc, you know, I, I think about narrative arc in just about everything I touch. Like, actually working on a video right now that I literally said that today. I was like, think about, you know, think about narrative arc. It's even, it's a one minute video, but we still have to really, you know, and it's it's to sort of publicize something that the brand is doing, but it's it's still, you still have to think about the key tenets of storytelling. Right. Um, because you want to engage your audience and you want to bring your audience um, into your mix. So, so that I think is always, always the same. I mean, I think people, what's really changed is that people want everything quick, everything shorter. And certainly, I think for brands, I th but I think there is still, um, and actually, this was one of the things too, when I started my website, um, you know, there, there's still an interest in some longer read stuff as well. So um, while there, while a lot of people still want fast consumable, like, you know, snackable content, yes, as they say, yes, um, I think there there is a movement to do um, more in depth, longer reads, but it takes it takes funding, it takes attention and time. And I think um, there's a battle to be had there, you know, to really do, you know, some of the stuff The Atlantic is doing, some of the stuff. Teen Vogue is Teen doing Vogue. amazing. Oh, Teen Vogue the, is I mean, incredible. it's really, uh, that, talk about, I think Teen Vogue has done such a great job bringing back mm -hmm. the kind of long form content yes. in a way that matters. Yep. It's really, really beautiful. There's there's two things that I, I two moments actually in your career that mm -hmm. I was thinking about and listening to your story that I, I think are very similar and interesting. So you went from print to digital, mm -hmm. and that's a big shift and mm -hmm. a change. And then you went from uh, working for someone to mm -hmm. working for yourself. When you have a big career change, right? You have something like that. That's like what I would call a seismic shift, right? Mm -hmm. Going from print to online is a big learning curve and change mm -hmm. and going from working for someone to working for someone else. How do you how do you prepare or how do you deal when you're having this type of big change in your career? <laughs> or do you not um, and just you're just like yeah, shit. Uh, By yeah. the way, you can curse here. Feel free. Oh awesome. Yes. Excellent. Love cursing. <laughs> cursing. Um you don't 
I, I mean, I think you can't. Like, and I think actually there's something to be said for being young and dumb. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I say this all the time. <laughs> Don't even get me started on this. I had my first baby at 26, and I was like, the only reason I was just young and dumb. I had yeah. no idea what I was doing. I had her on my own, and uh-huh. I was like, you, just because you were an idiot. I mean, I'm certainly glad I did it, but what an idiot. <laughs> she still loves you. <laughs> she loves her. me. Yeah. Yay. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, in both cases, I would say it was a bit of a leap. And right. And a little bit like a leap and um, a little forced. Like yep. I was in a situation I'm maybe I was like headhooded or whatever uh, in the in the first job, the digital job. Yep. They had found they were looking for a managing editor of, an, of a weekly newspaper. They thought this is the perfect person to come do this job. And so they found me. And at the time, I remember it was funny because the, the publisher of the newspaper said, I always saw you in like magazines. I never saw you going to this like digital thing. And oh, it was very, I know. And I was like weird and I that even made me like angry and yep. like, goodbye bye but I definitely leapt and I mean you know if I was like you know 40 something year old Margaret looking back at that I would have been like oh no if I would have done that you know yeah. I mean, it was definitely but I was in you know I was I think whatever 29 30 or something I can't yep. can't do math English, yep. English major here um but yeah so young and dumb and then I think with starting my own business again yeah because it was this kind of like turbulent time and not having you know it just those turbulent times are really it like that we face in our lives can be really um a moment for reflection and action you yeah. know and at the same time like I I thankfully I everybody told me like take time you know after I had like lost my job they're like take time travel do some things take this opportunity you may never get it again and I did that and then I kind of came out of that and went oh I gotta do some stuff you know so like that was a a huge gift so talk to me about my fave tonight tell (laughs) me about how how did you start building traffic for it how did it start gaining traction because I've always wondered about this I create content for brands all the time like short form a lot of short form video all this all the snackable stuff we talked about right Um, but the idea of launching a site is like, it's so daunting to me that you have all of this content that you need to come up with and you build this traffic. I think it's so amazing mm-hmm. what you did. Tell me, Thank give you. me like some behind the scenes of how, how that worked. Well, I will say, you know, we're not huge in terms of traffic. And in some ways that was actually purposeful. Like yep. I, Tonight is like my baby. Yep. I I wanted to approach it in a way that wasn't, <laughs> it sounds kind of crazy, but it that wasn't necessarily like, what I would normally do for a client. Like right. Where I, no, I love know, this. I'm going to do like these things to build traffic. We're going to look at SEO. We're going to do it. I was like, I just want this to be something that I would want to read, yep. something that I would love. Yep. And even like sort of smaller, like, um, you know, I, I wanted to make something that wasn't a ton of content like coming at you all at once. Right. I wanted to make these small, like, sorry for this word, but no. bespoke kind of, yes. you know, packages. Like yes. every week we have a new theme and I wanted to do something that was like, like it's it's called two night because it's like your Tuesday night. It's it's a, it's not about your kids. It's not about going out for the weekend. It's time for you. Right. And so these are things, these are stories that like you can just like enjoy and have your glass of wine and just like, you know, kind of do what I sort of said, like you're sort of both sort of reflecting on your life and you're thinking about your future because you're in that midlife point. You know, you're in that moment where you have a lot of experience and you have a lot to look forward to. So it's this kind of, um, and it, 
for whatever reason, it seems to work and people seem to love it. And we, you know, we also do these live events, which I didn't mention yet. Um, so, you know, and we've spun spun sort of what we do on the on the site and in our newsletter into these live events. And the, honestly, I have to say the live events in some ways are the most successful thing we do just because I think we just hear from people like it's so rare that I'm able to like be in a room with women who are in my kind of like my age range. And it's just like, we're sort of like, I can commiserate. I can like just be myself, be real and talk about these things. I don't really talk about with anybody else. And like in real life, what's that? You mm. know? So anyway, I love that. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say about trust. I just went to this conference. I was telling you about offline earlier um, and there was a keynote speaker who is a millennial talking about uh, how to market to millennials, I think. And I, I, he was talking and talking and, and, and a lot of like showboating, right? Mm -hmm. And I was watching him and I was like, uh, you might be kind of full of shit. Yeah. Okay, so watch this. <laughs> so then he goes, now I'm going to tell you how all different generations react to the speech. He's like, millennials, they get it. They're great. Um, really like uh, boomers are fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. And Gen X is like, mm, show me the data on this. Right. I'm not sure I really trust it. So yes. it's so interesting that you had this time. And I've sat there like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm, I'm just clearly uh, a huge stereotype of my generation. But yeah. but trust is a very important factor yeah. to people our age. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I was actually just going to um, also say, you know, the uh, I think speaking of midlife and speaking of sort of different generations, you know, I saw somebody speak recently. Um, it was with Diane, a thing with Diane von Furstenberg. Okay. And there were all these millennials there. And um, and then my friend and I, who are, you know, in our, at the time in our 40s, I'm 50 now. But um, we were talking about, um, or, or the panel was talking about how, like, you know, how you can kind of figure out life. Like how basically, the, you if you do X, Y, Z, you will ultimately, you know, get to the place you want to be. And Diane von Furstenberg was sitting there cracking up. She right. was like, who and she's like well, almost 80 I think yeah and she's just like honey you never figure it all out like I'm 80 years old and I still don't know what I'm doing I mean which in some ways is terrifying but in some ways it's a relief it's like and you know it's what real. It's, it's real, real. it's like just let it go let like it go. and it's it's fun to figure this stuff out but like there's not a point in your life when you We'll figure it all out. Of so, course. You know. Of course. Yeah. Now, as we uh, touched on in, in my book that's coming out, you wrote for tonight about, you know, really, really uh, tough battle that you mm -hmm. had with cancer. Talk mm -hmm. to us a little bit about not only what happened to you, but the decision to write about it and experience it in that way. Yeah. Um, so I, I know myself and I know that I. Uh, if I don't write stuff down when it's happening, it's again that journalist thing, I will probably actually forget it and yep. I won't. And I, and again, it's the muse thing. Like I knew at the time, like, okay, this is happening to me and this is like a whole new world. I, I need to figure this out. And for me, writing is a form of figuring things out. Yep. And like, um, and I also really, um, I, I wanted to share it with people. I just thought that. I, in my own experience, I was looking around for information, like what's chemo like, what's all the, you know, what's it feel like day to day? And I found certainly, you know, they said don't go to Dr. Google, but of course you do, of you know, you Google like crazy and you of find course. stuff, but you don't, there's not a whole lot of like sort of, I don't know, just stories about what the day to day feels like yeah. and what it really just is like. And so I was like, I'm just going to write that. I'm going to write it. It's going to be what, you know, and 
I, you know, there were definitely, you know, I, what I would do is I'd take notes on my iPhone and just like while things were happening. And then at some point when I feel, felt better, because you feel like crap. Of course. At some point when I felt better during my different like chemo cycles, I would actually sit down and then write it out. And it was, um, yeah, I found it really therapeutic in a way. And so. you talked a lot. And actually, when, when I interviewed you for the book, you talked a lot about how uh, the connections that you had made in the world, the friendships mm-hmm. that you had made were really part of what got you through. Yes, it makes me want to cry. Oh. <laughs> I will not cry, but yeah, um, yeah. And it's you know there are people that come through that you like that you know you might maybe weren't even that close with before right. that just step up and yep. like you know we had um, thing called meal train which people signed up for and would bring food yep. or just stop by yep. or run an errand or whatever and like they could sign up for it. It was just like the best thing in the world and it was a sort of forced socialization, but it was. I mean, just the overwhelming support that I got from my friends was, like, unbelievable. What I find so amazing about that, because, of course, I I saw this through a networking group Mm -hmm. that we were in online, and the power of people who you don't even know face-to-face mm-hmm. will step up. It's just really incredible that mm-hmm. that power of of the digital world to connect you and mm-hmm. help you in real life in a time of need is yep. really amazing. I think what you what you wrote about uh, really helped people in their time of need. Mm-hmm. It's really an, an incredible thing. So what's what's next for you? What are you most looking forward to? Are you focused on tonight? Are you focused mm. on gyrate? All of it. What's happening <laughs> next it. for you? All the things. All the things. <laughs> yeah, all the things. I'm actually Actually, um, yeah, I'm actually trying to write my own book. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> Tom, What are you writing your book well, on? Um, yeah, and I have an agent, and we're talking about it. And uh, it's, it's well, let's just say it's kind of about the '90s and about being um, uh, an alt weekly rock. I was a rock critic at the time, oh so God. doing that and just like hanging out with Liz Fair and like talking oh. to different people. Interview that, Tom Waits. That was pretty wow. busy. But just like what that was like, and it, it is sort of like a lost. Um, it's a lost time, and like like I said, these alt weeklies, which were sort of like the weirdly like the internet of their time. Right, like right. that's where you went to to find out what's going on. Yeah. And, and the fa- the fact that they're gone. It's just an interesting uh, time period. So working on something about that, and 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 also just kind of then heading into midlife and sort of what that's like as a sort of like ex nineties um, alt indie girl. You know. I think if tonight is any indication, I think you'll have a lot of interest because there's we are like a little lost generation. It's yeah. funny, even in that talk, they were talking about all the generations and, and um, Gen X is like sort of the, the smallest, mm-hmm. like in terms of and where the focus is, is yep. so, so small. So I think yep. it's, it's it'll be an interesting we, we need a voice for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we oh, do. Good. We do. So, glad. so Margaret, tell me where if people want to get in touch with you, where should they go and tell me how they get to tonight? Give me oh, all yeah. the things, oh, sure. all the things all they the want to find you. <laughs> all the things. So um, if you want to find me, I'm probably best as Twitter at Margit, M-A-R-G-I-T. Um, also, Tonight is at Tonight, T-U-E-N-I-G-H-T. The website is www.tonight.com. Uh, Gyrate Media is gyratemedia.com. And yeah, that's probably the best, I that's guess. all the yeah, things. It's a good Twitter things. handle to to snag, Margaret. There's a funny story. <laughs> Tell me. I want it. I'm like, ooh, um, she's Margaret. I was, because I was uh, like Midge Madge, which actually I still am on Instagram. By so the way, Midge, Midge Madge. Madge is a great handle also. <laughs> I love Midge Madge. But then I was like, I kind of want my own. My name is sort of unique. It and is. Like, and, it, and it was funny, like I... I looked on Twitter and somebody who had the name was this woman in Germany okay. who 
like according to her profile ran a little chocolate shop and I I did a little stalking and it turned out like she was she's like in her 70s and hadn't used her handle for like three years and I reached out I reached out to her and I was like I did the whole Google Translate yes 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 I was like I don't know if she speaks English right just in German yeah and so I emailed her and she was like she was like sure no problem she just handed it to me and I was like thanks I love Margaret the chocolate maker yeah I know Thanks, Margaret. Thanks, Margaret. Thanks. Thanks for your handle. Now we all know where to go. Well, thank you to the Margaret for being on my show today. And everybody, check her out, tonight.com. Thank you so much, Carrie. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, Sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likable Media. Likable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likable.com.